Our second reading for today comes from us to us from the Gospel according to Mark, chapter 12, verses 28 through 34. It can be found on page 49 of the Pew Bible. One of the scribes came near and heard them disputing with one another, and seeking that he answered them well, he asked them, Which commandment is the first of all? Jesus answered, The first is hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and all your mind and with all your strength. The second is this, You shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. Then the scribe said to him, You are right, teacher. You have truly said he is one and beside him there is no other. And to love him with all the heart and with all understanding and with all strength. And to love one's neighbor as oneself. This is much more important than all the whole burnt offerings and sacrifices. When Jesus saw that he answered wisely, he said to them, You are not far from the kingdom of God. After that, no one dared ask him any questions. This ends the reading of God's holy word. May God add many blessings to the hearing of it. The grass withers and the flowers fade, but the word of the Lord endures forever. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, we have come into your house and gathered in your name to worship you. Enable us to hear your call in our lives. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts here together be found pleasing and acceptable in your sight. Our Lord, our rock, our Redeemer. Amen. Friends, last week during the prayers of the people, I asked you for prayers for the community from which Heather and I moved of Farmington, Illinois. And I told you that during the night, last week, Saturday night, a fire had started in a local building in the downtown where the buildings were very close together. And as I prepared for worship, I happened on Facebook and saw picture after picture of flames erupting from these buildings and saw the people that I worked with on the Farmington Fire Department struggling to fight these flames and saw the destruction spreading. So I asked for your prayers. And those prayers were answered because something amazing happened during the day on Sunday. Two buildings were destroyed, five businesses destroyed, and four apartments were destroyed. But nobody was hurt, nobody was killed. There is smoke damage and water damage to neighboring businesses. As I said, these buildings were very close together, close enough that you couldn't walk in between them. But the truly amazing thing is the posts that I saw throughout the afternoon last Sunday of people coming together. A total of 34 different fire departments came to fight those fires. Over 100 firefighters from across mid-Illinois. The insurance company across the street opened its doors not for business, but simply to have a place for tired firefighters to go and to sit and to rest. By the evening, pages had been created and people had come together to provide food, furniture, clothing for the people that had lost their apartments. The restaurant around the corner that was struggling and still brand new decided not to be open for business last Sunday, but instead was open and fully staffed all day 
purely for the firefighters to come in and to get something to eat or something to drink. Neighboring businesses came and they provided food for the on-watchers, for the photographers, for the firefighters. People from the next town over came to provide water and drink so that the people stayed hydrated. It was truly an amazing occurrence to watch this community come and rally around this one fire. And we've seen this so often when disaster strikes, when hurricanes, when earthquakes strikes, communities bind together and become stronger for it. Community could be truly a wonderful thing. And as I looked at today's text, the idea of community struck me so strongly. Our first reading is from the book of Ruth. And it's about two women, Ruth and Naomi. Naomi, who traveled with her husband and her two sons, and her two sons married two Moabite women. And then her husband died and her, both her sons died. And while that would be devastating for anyone in our era, it was truly life-threatening during this time. Because that's how a woman was provided for, was through her husband. That's how they had their worth, was through their husband and through their sons. And suddenly Naomi found herself with nothing. She found her desolate in a strange land with only two daughter-in-laws whose worth was about as low as theirs. So she told them, go back to your families. You're still young. Yes, you've been married, but maybe someone will marry you again. Maybe someone will provide for you. Maybe your father will take you back in. But leave me alone. And both daughter-in-laws, Orpah and Ruth, protested. But Orpah went on her way, but Ruth refused to. And Ruth said some amazing things. I will go where you will go. Where you lodge, I will lodge. Your people will be my people and your God will be my God. We are together. And Ruth and Naomi found salvation and found life in community with one another. Because Ruth had someone to cling to and Naomi had someone spurring her on, keeping her alive. When they returned to Naomi's hometown, she changed her name to Mora, which meant bitterness, and went into what could only be described as a deep depression. And it was only Ruth that kept her going. And Ruth went out into the community and went to the field and started to harvest. And there she met one of Naomi's kinspeople. And Ruth and Naomi came together and they decided to trick him into falling in love with Ruth, which he did. And they married and the community came together once again. And they found life and they found salvation through being community. Our reading from Mark, a scribe passes by and hears Jesus answering questions and asks him, what is the greatest commandment? And Jesus quotes what's known as the Shema from the uh, Old Testament and says, that love your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your strength. But then Jesus adds, a second is like it, to love your neighbor as yourself. And Jesus is saying that we are to love our neighbor, that we are enter into community with our neighbor, with our brothers and our sisters. As a pastor, when I meet someone who doesn't go to church, 
They often are quick to justify why they don't go to church. They meet me and they feel like they immediately have to announce, oh, I don't go to a church, but that's because this or that. And one of the most reasons I hear is because, oh, I feel like I could worship God just as fully in watching the sunrise or in walking along the beach or sitting quietly alone in a meadow. And the sarcastic part of me wants to go, yeah, but how often do you do that? But the truth is you can worship God on your own. You could worship God walking through a still forest. You could worship God sitting in your favorite recliner on a Sunday morning. But you miss out on the community of being church. You miss out on being part of a faith family, of being a body of believers. And while you might worship God, you will not grow in your Christian walk of faith. Because to do that, you have to be part of community. You have to have brothers and sisters walking with you, brothers and sisters who can lift you up, who can pray for you, who you can ask questions and who you can have questions answered for. You have to have people that care for you, that worship with you, with one another, who encourage you. And this is something Jesus knew. This is why Jesus told us we are to love our neighbor as ourselves. If we look at the ministry of Jesus and the story of scriptures together, we see this time and again. We see Jesus sending out the disciples in pairs when he sends them out into the mission field. He doesn't send them alone, but he sends them out with a community pre-built, sending them out in pairs. We see Jesus say, wherever two or three are gathered in my name, there I am. Not wherever one person is gathered watching the sunrise, but wherever two or more are gathered, I am with you. We see Paul writing to church after church, promoting unity. Much of the Old or New Testament is books written by Paul to churches trying to solve their differences, trying to help them to be a better community. And we remember that the Bible begins with the book of Genesis. It begins with God creating humanity in God's image. And we could debate what that means, but I think part of what that means is that we are created to be in relationship with one another, to be in community. We must remember that we worship a triune God, a God who is three in one, a God who is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, who is Creator, Sustainer, Redeemer. We worship a God who is in community with Himself. And we are created in that image We are created to be in relationship. We are created to be in community. So Christ commands us to love our neighbors. Because it's only through love that we enter into true, authentic community. It's only through general care and concern for each other that we become a faith family. And so we're commanded to love our neighbors. We're commanded to love our brothers and sisters. We're commanded to enter into community as God intended. Christ said that the church is the body of Christ. Not any one individual, but the church together. 
And so we are called to work together to be the body of Christ. To do the work of Christ. And we can only do so as an authentic community of believers. When I was in seminary, the director of alumni relations wrote a wonderful story about her autistic son. Her son was autistic and would love to go to church, would always get excited when it was time to go to church. And one particular Sunday, they sat down and he got more excited than usual. And she's like, what are you so excited about? And he pointed to the front. He said, there, there's bread, there's juice. We're celebrating community today. And she said, it's one of those things that was wrong, but it was so right. Because when we gather around the Lord's table, we do celebrate community. We celebrate that we together are believers and followers of Christ. We celebrate that we are one and that it is Christ who calls us and invites us around one table.